Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody. Welcome to episode 372 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. Send you over to Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for us. On tonight's episode, we'll be talking about five new films, all of which you can see from the comfort of your home, and four trailers for upcoming potential blockbusters that you'll probably be able to see from the comfort of your home. We're back again. As always, I'm Jason Rugard, here with my man Trevor Anderson. It's good to talk movies with you. It's been too long. We haven't uh, got a chance to really dive deep into the selection of films, and it's it's been a, a mixed bag of, of movies lately, wouldn't you say? I mean, even the movies that we're it's talking been, about today. Yeah, it's, it's been rough, I guess, but it, it is uh, the year after the pandemic, so. I kind of look at this like uh, 2009, the year after the writer's strike, when yeah. most movies kind of sucked because they were rushed into production or, you know, to avoid the right. Specifically, I'm thinking about uh, G.I. Joe, how rushed that was writing-wise, and um, even more so Revenge of the Fallen, Transformers 2. A lot of movies in 2009, uh, even though I kind of like G.I. Joe. And we'll be talking about uh, G.I. Joe spinoff, Snake Eyes, in the trailer section of today's show. Reviews for Without Remorse, Army of the Dead, Wrath of Man, Cosmic Sin, Mortal Kombat, and trailers for Jungle Cruise, The Tomorrow War, Externals, and as the aforementioned... You mean Eternals. Snake Eyes. Eternals. What did I say? Externals? They, they can be external, too. Well, I think that a lot of them are externals. Um, <laughs> I think they're, they're not introverts at this point. I think. No. Although, where were they during the Infinity War? I mean, Angelina Wars, Jolie's I basically skeletonal. I don't know what you would say. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into that one with you. Let's, uh, but let's start oh, with some Oh, you trivia. should see the other one she's in, but yeah. And I want to ask you, uh, this is a very interesting trivia question that somebody proposed to me and really stumped me. I, I, and I had, a, I thought, a pretty good guess, because, uh, but I want to see what your guess is going to be here. Do you know... Who directed the pilot episode of the television series Columbo? Oh, I have no idea. Take yeah, a shot I'm in the dark. I'm not going to be able to guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Ron Howard. That's not a bad guess. My guess was John Frankenheimer, who had done okay. a lot of television directing. Sure. Um, actually, it was a little fellow named Steven Spielberg. Oh, and, oh uh, that is true. That is yes, right. right. Oh, you wow. know this, right? Yeah. Yeah, the minute you say it, it's like, oh, obviously, that's Steven Spielberg History 101. Yeah, wow. I know. And the weird thing is, I when totally it was forgot put about to me, that. I, I blocked it out, too. It was like the Mandela effect there. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, did that really happen? And yeah, so, right. No, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, no, that is actually good trivia. Shit. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that was trivia that I would have been telling other people. Yeah, and now we're that <laughs> is later on. Someone's telling about Spielberg at this point, right? I just, and the man still got weight, and, and what he's doing with this uh, new film of his is auto, semi autobiographical yeah. film with Seth Rogen. I'm, it feels I'm like people don't talk about is. film history anymore, though. I, mean, I can't be the only one. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But that's a good trivia question. And do you know that the story is such told by Peter Falk uh, years later was that he told people the first day that this kid's too good to be directing television, he needed to be in films. And that's kind of how Universal <laughs> pushed him up the ladder so quickly. And I think he did Duel after that, and then uh, Sugarland Express was, was not even that far mm -hmm. after that. So, um, yeah, great trivia, though. And uh, somebody sent me on it the other day, and I was so mad at myself. And I'm glad I got you the same reaction out of you. It justifies my emotional <laughs> temperament as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I didn't know that. Literally right. knew that. It's so weird. 
Ah, I know, right? We just keep forgetting the things we know. Ain't life grand. Let's talk about movies. A couple of these I would like to forget. Um, I want to start <laughs> off with really the one that I've seen the most recently because it's the most in my I, mind. I almost thought you were going to say the one he saw the most. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, well, let's talk about that too. Um, it's called Cosmic Sin. This must be the umpteenth uh-huh. directive DVD, directive video, Bruce Willis film. Um, once again, he's teaming up with Frank Grillo. They did a film called Reprise. A reprisal a couple years back mm-hmm. that I'm sure not many people saw either, which wasn't very good. And um, this one is, I'm tempted to give this one a pass in not a recommendation, but a pass because first half I watched, maybe. I, I didn't mind the first half. I liked what was going on outside of how stiff and odd Bruce this Willis is, a is movie, in these movies. I mean, I, I agree with you. This is a movie when it first started and they had those first couple opening scenes, I thought, oh, this might actually pan out to be pretty good. And it's a movie that progressively, um, I can't say it gets worse. It just kind of doesn't get it gets any, less interesting. It just doesn't get any better. Yeah, it just doesn't add. Like Nothing gets added. Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo are both barely in it. They're both barely in it. Uh, Willis is in it more than I thought Sad. he'd be, and he's in it more than Grillo is. I know. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he is actually. <laughs> and, they, and and but what is going on with with Willis's line readings here? I don't know if he's slurring his speech, if he was drunk when he did this, but he seemed particularly off in this. And I don't mean in his usual lazy mm-hmm. manner of looking away from the camera, doing things that aren't in character, or just basically being um, kind of aloof, which is what he seemed to be in, in things like Hard Kill and uh, Breach and some other things recently. But this, he seemed uh-huh. particularly odd. But I did like the costume design. I did like the set design. I thought there was some production value well, this, in this. And who I thought really yeah. was trying was Costas Mandalore. Who plays the the kind of the lead Green Beret guy with the beard? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's been a, you know a long time B movie actor. He was trying in this movie, and he had a couple good scenes with Grillo. I thought that that you know they like okay, this is the movie they should have focused on, not getting Willis in there so they could sell it to a foreign market. And how much? I mean, how much financial viability does Willis and Nicolas Cage still have after what they're doing to their careers with these movies? I mean, really, does their picture on a box really sell it? Then again, I'm answering my own question because I watched it and so did you. So, yeah, you know. well, um, being a genre pictures help a lot as well. This is this much like Breach. This is a sci-fi movie. This is it's an alien movie. They go off to fight aliens and kind of an Independence Day type um, situation, but it's Similar. futuristic. So it's um, so it's just straight sci-fi, unlike. You know, Independence Day, which has grounded at some level. This movie doesn't need that. And ergo, you can shoot uh, scenes all over the place. And also, you know, luckily for you, then you don't need your A-list talent there all the time. You can rely on the B-list guys, which, as you mentioned, um, these guys, the acting's actually pretty good in this. I think Lachlan really Monroe across is the board, I think from they're Dead actually, Man on Campus, he's mm-hmm. fantastic in the very beginning. I hate to say think, his character I gets killed up, he was good. Pretty good. I know that's why the beginning kind of throws you off a little bit because you think, oh, this might actually be something. It just doesn't progress in anything interesting. It does have a pretty strong opening as well. It sets the premise um, straight up right away, and it's shot nicely. You can tell that there's a budget behind it. You can tell that someone took some time to. Uh, Design it, yeah. Just, just, just to actually shoot it, like they just aren't capturing something or throwing it up there on the screen, so to speak. Someone actually kind of, kind of plotted through this, but yeah. Overall, I think the science fiction aspects of this just weigh it down too much, and it needs. It's not even how long is this? It's not really that long. It's about an hour and twenty-two minutes. 
Is that what it is? Because it because it really does feel like it's about an hour forty five. It feels like it needs it does feel twenty long. minutes cut out of it, which would only put it at about an hour. So but you, that also but goes that's how it feels. In saying that, you know, I felt like this was basically a, a kind of a, a mediocre version of a Stargate episode, and they even have a yeah. Stargate in this thing. I know they do. So I mean, it, that's what really brought home the point. For well, but me, that's you know? what this this movie does make that kind of mistake of introducing the world and the characters and everything, and then continually introducing new things uh, to you, and so it eats up a bunch of time with people. Uh, setting up what the hell is about to happen like with the stargate thing it's just like it doesn't matter if the stargate was there or if, the, if that was there or not it wouldn't add anything or take anything away from the movie it was just a time waster all it really does to me is reinforce the fact that frank grillo is the man and he is just great on screen it's just nice to see the guy on screen when he's doing his thing he's not very wisely used here uh bruce willis is not trying as at all anymore. I mean, that's that's known, but <laughs> his scenes aren't nearly as awkward as they are in other movies he's been in lately. And I did like the suits that reminded me of Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat, yeah. the Tom Cruise film, depending on what uh, country you're in. There's different well, names were, for that movie. They just movie, did but, that um, boss fight movie together too, didn't they? Uh, that was Mel Gibson. Was that Mel Gibson? Yeah. God, that why was do I Gibson keep thinking Mel Gibson is Bruce Willis in the movies? <laughs> No, Mel Gibson's still trying. There's a difference. No, he is. That's why I was trying to place that whole thing, because he actually walks around and, and does some stuff. But you're right, that's Mel Gibson. I've done that recently, too, with Mel Gibson, thinking it was Bruce Willis. I don't know why. Maybe because Bruce Willis used to do things. I, I'd like to see a movie right now, Bruce Willis and Steven Seagal, and there's a final showdown between them, but they never get up. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be amazing? They would just stare at each other across like a and big they're, long they're table. They're so good. Like if they had guns or shooting at each other, they'd be able to like take dodge just by like moving their heads. They'd just be like dodging bullets and shit. It'd be impossible to kill each other. Be, I don't even know what that would be like. <laughs> I just wonder, you know, if you get the financing to get Grillo, to get Willis, you got them on set. Let, like, why not put them together? Why not do something? Why not? I, and I get what they're doing in their strengths of it. They probably have Bruce Willis for a maximum of three days, and they got to shoot everything. And he's probably an absolute pain in the ass to deal with the entire time, and he's going to do things his way. But when you got other people who are trying, it just seems like he'd want to raise his game because he wasn't like this in Motherless Brooklyn. He actually put a performance on it. No, that that's film. a real movie with a real Bruce Willis performance. Yeah, and yeah. So he's capable of it still. It's just, it's almost like an arrogance to it. And, and it's. Uh, you know, it's like if you were watching an athlete who hated the sport he's participating in or a fighter who's doing it just to cash a check and whose heart isn't in it. It's just, But then they still have one or two great performances left in them. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk in Nicolas Cage's next two films, uh, something called Pig and then the yeah. unbearable you know, weight of massive talent, I believe, is this could be Oscar bait. So uh, these guys still well, have these movies performances sound really in good them. Too. And yeah. I'll say, you can say this about Cage. He's at least doing interesting movies bruce willis is just in shit but isn't it weird that bruce willis is nece not necessarily an action hero he did action films but he's mostly a dramatic actor he wasn't he didn't come on the he's scene as a comedian really a light romantic comedy actor um, yeah yeah and he's good in all and all that stuff and that's why the action stuff worked uh, really well for him as well as because playing up the, the comedic aspect of the, of the coolness of the not caring um, in certain situations, right, where bullets are flying and you're cracking jokes, right? Uh, it's a cool thing to do. So it works, the, but the best where is that? That's not in this movie anywhere. In, in, the, last tw in the last 20 years, uh, you know, you take out 
Die Hard 4, which I think is an absolute gem. And I'll even say mm-hmm. that over Die Hard 5, I choose 16 Blocks. Oh, yeah, as a, I like as 16 a Blocks. Great performance by Willis and a great little overlooked uh, Bruce Willis movie. And mm-hmm. I'll say Once Upon a Time in Venice, I actually kind of liked and I thought was amongst the the best of these direct-to-video movies he's done. Um, and even he, He's even got this arrogant kind of attitude in the Expendables movies where I think he brings the fun level down a little bit. Um, kind of, movies. yeah. Surprisingly, you know I, mean? I think you're right. Um, but yeah, I for like for this movie, Cosmic Sin, uh, for Breach, for so many more, uh, these are just forgettable movies. Like I wouldn't, you couldn't even list these really as Bruce Willis canon. Like they just they don't add anything to the Bruce Willis name, as you said. They don't they don't make you like Bruce Willis. They don't really make you hate him either. It just they just it's almost as if they're fluff. They don't exist. And the sad part about it is I still get excited when I see the Vox of one of these and I'll still watch it, you know, because of the, the memories of, course, of those other bro, films. I'm still watching Steven Seagal movies, man. Ain't that a shame? I am too. Wesley oh, Snipes, God. the same thing. Yeah, you, you, any of these guys. I mean, shit, a good, a brand new Van Damme movie. Although those are getting rougher and rougher. Yeah, those are um, those have been rough for, for quite some time. And, too. and I say that as watching a lot of Seagal films. Um, but, but Bruno here struck yeah. out once again and... Uh, Let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk about Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. This was uh, supposed to be a theatrical release in the beginning of the year through Paramount Pictures, who has mm-hmm. sold off most of their slate before they launched Paramount Plus to Prime. Coming to America was the first film, and now Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. I was really surprised when this was going to come out on that streaming service, now, but after having seen it, this, I think this I did book, read this book. Um, yeah. And this is what, like a 92, 93 book? Yeah, somewhere in that range, um, yeah. So, and you had made mention of, and I had to look this up, actually, before I watched the movie, I actually read the, because I haven't read the book, but I read the synopsis of the book, because you said, uh, you know, oh, I'm sure things will have to change, you know, as far as time-wise goes to make this a relevant movie, and you're right, and I think that the book uh, it sounds way more awesome than what they made this movie. Uh, the book is Am this has nothing to do with anything with the book. The only thing that we have the same is that he's a veteran. He's out for revenge. And uh, right. So his wife, gets, this is basically, this is a pretty simple movie. Wife gets murdered, g- goes to get killers. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's literally, that's the whole movie. Like, don't expect anything more out of this because you're not going to get it. This movie is structured so awfully that the, the the climax happens in a shootout that takes place in this hotel that goes on for so long, past the point of interest. And then the movie ends on such a quiet, downbeat note that it almost feels like it's a cop-out or can't possibly be the real ending. So there's so much implausibility and it's an action well, right, movie, so I understand that. Because as this, with all of these movies, this is set up for sequels, right? This is the born identity right? right? Isn't that not what this brazen. is? This oh, is a, this yes. is a um, what was the Tom Cruise one? The, um, the Reachers. Uh, yes, thank you. The Jack Reachers, which I actually really liked, but that's exactly Better what they're setting these. up for. Yeah, well, yeah. By, by far, but that's what this is, right? Did, didn't you think this was subpar in every level? Even the acting was 100%. bad. 100%. I even thought, yeah, I, and you know, strike me down for saying it, but I even thought Michael B. Jordan was weak in this. He I was miscast. Him. This is not his role. A, a great I agree physique, with that. You know, magnetic actor. Miscast. This is not his role. He's he's doing he's he's doing something that's very dangerous right now. And I'm the guy who said he's the most charismatic actor of his generation. He's the star. He's the one well, who's going to carry it. He's not likable in this movie, right? He's as doing far as... the pouting thing. He's doing what he did in Creed. Yes. He's the, he's he's petulant. 
You got to get away from the petulant character who's who can't well, be told nothing. Get away the with this. I think Denzel Washington could make a movie like this and can he do that and play it and play it very seriously, and it still works perfectly. And you really lo- will like him in the role and in the movie. But with someone like Michael B. Jordan, you're right. Without that electric smile, without that little bit of cockiness, there's um, nothing in this movie. It just for doesn't him. work. And, and I, I mean, it's, it's stunt casting all along. I thought nobody was well cast in this movie. I didn't. I didn't particularly like. It. I thought Jamie Bell maybe as uh, his his possibly mm-hmm. duplicitous superior officer. Oh yeah. I mean, and, uh, and tell me, just by casting choice alone, when Guy Pierce shows up, you're like, Pierce. oh, that's that the bad guy. Oh, big surprise. I love Guy Pierce. Uh, I think he's underrated, particularly but this Lockout. Movie's supposed is fun, to have- but it's. No, the come twists on. This is, and shit in it, and it's no. Guy Pierce pops up, and you're like, "Well, There's, obviously." And the, the way that he acts and everything, and the, his role in the movie, you're like, "Oh, well, that's the bad guy." Okay, let me tell you something. The it's book like so is about obvious. this veteran who is on this Bohemian island and picks up this this girl who's a streetwalker, has sex with her, and she overdoses and, and is killed by her pimp, and he gets chlamydia from her and tries to avenge her. I mean, it's, it's a bizarre <laughs> book. Tom Clancy is not a great writer. It sounds it's a, a more bizarre awesome than book this movie. on top of it. It's very Rambo-esque, and he starts stalking these guys, and there's a little bit of that in the very beginning when he goes after his first prey. But once he gets in the burning vehicle and holds a gun on a man it, i just thought this movie is so yeah. fucking outlandish right now like we're not we're in la la land there's nothing and it's particularly disappointing because it was written the screenplay was adapted by tyler sheridan of you know hell and high water fame and yellowstone and it's just this movie is a misfire on so many levels that i i was kind of dumbfounded that it got through as that it made it to the screen in the shape that it was in because i thought it was shapeless I thought it was uh, very dull, and I, I just thought the whole enterprise was misguided. Yeah, but you 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 do kind of see a trend in these movies that get bought up, um, or at least the availability of movies that are bought up for streaming rights right right off the bat. Right, you kind of see, oh, I I kind of can guess why this movie was available for you to purchase to put on your streaming site right away. Let me let me, let me pr- proposition it like this too. This is what I think about when I'm watching these. That things. I would have been in a theater because I'm such a movie lover and they would have sold me on the trailer. I would have been in a theater. I would have been bored out of my fucking mind. Mm. I kept looking at the timer bar on this and going, how are we only 47 minutes into this? How am I this bored with this story already? And I, I went into this wanting to like this. I didn't go into this with a negative yeah. mindset. I don't want you to think that I had some, something out against anybody. I am a Michael B. Jordan fan. I like Tom Clancy's stuff. This is subpar. This is the worst Tom Clancy adaptation I've ever seen, including that terrible television show they did. Remember that in the 90s? It was like fucking some internet, early internet days. TV, you know what I'm talking about? It was like a CSI type show. Look it up. I, I, I was, yeah. People out there listening, check it out. There was a television show. It was awful. <laughs> this is worse. This is worse than the Chris Pine one that everybody hated. Remember that? Oh, Jack, yeah, that, oh, Jack Ryan by thing? far, yes. At least that had some sort of filmmaking technique and skill. And whoever's directing this, I mean, did you not feel that the client, it peaked way too early? I mean, what was the prison fight sequence? Was that spo- that's, a, that's a whole ripoff from the hurricane. Talk about Denzel Washington. There's a sequence in the hurricane when he's in his jail cell preparing for battle. That's done well in a movie that has dramatic impact. Here, it's just it's, it's, it's stupid. It's like something out of the 80s and not in a good way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. I think you uh, you rounded it up. This was yeah. the director of Sicario too. I think it was the biggest thing he did. He also did uh, that A Cab movie. Um, well, Sicario two which was is a quality. long time ago, but 
It wasn't as good as Sicario One, but it, I mean that that at yeah, least yeah. But showed... you're talking. I mean, th- these are very similar type movies. I I don't think it takes much to direct a Tom Clancy you know type film. Everything's very stark and kind of a you know straight lines and, and everything. I I just don't think it's it's that difficult to do this. You don't really have to put an imprint of your directorial style into it. Is what I should say. That's true. I mean, if I said that Cosmic Sin reminded me of an episode of uh, Stargate, this could have been an episode of JAG. You know? Y- yes, exactly. This was this on Basically. that level. <clears throat> okay, let's move on and talk about Wrath of Man, Guy Ritchie's second film in a row that I have been a huge fan of. <sighs> this has become a, a new trend for me because I actually have a sneaking affection for King Arthur. The and uh, first movie you saw in theaters? Or this was, was the there first one? movie... That I saw in theaters since Jumanji, the sequel, back in That's late what I was going to say, because this was my first foray back into theaters again. And god damn, am I glad it was this movie. Welcome back, baby. <laughs> Holy you know what, I, shit, this movie's I'm awesome. I'm kind of glad you saw this in theaters, too, because I didn't, I couldn't, like, once again, I'm watching this thing and I'm thinking, am I overwhelmed by this? Because one, I saw it on an afternoon day when it was just me in the movie oh, theater. It was basically a this private is a screen. theatrical and movie. And two... Is it because it was? I was so happy to be back at the movies that I was thinking yeah. it was better than it was. And then you said you had the same reaction. I thought, oh my okay. god, though, man, the action in this fucking movie though is like old school action. Like Guy Ritchie has not, done it again, man. This feels like a fucking movie that's fifteen years ago. It's this b- is not wonderful. though. This is not your mechanic uh, or or that kind of Jason Statham. Franchise no, this is balls right to the wall, and it's fucked up. This movie's all over the place, by the way. He's this is not a even. Dark film. They don't even take Look, his character and make his character the main character throughout the whole movie. They throw you off into a different movie through a lot of it, and they'll throw you back and forth between these two things. Um, I don't want to give anything away, you know, but yeah, they do it. They twisty. take him out of the movie for a, quite a while, and even at the end showdown. When shit goes down, they again remove him from that and they let the other movie play out before he gets, which I thought was kind of a little too on the nose. He kind of just, you know, I guess wraps it up real neatly there in the end, well, which is a which is of... a little like, oh, OK, we didn't really try too hard there. But it is weird and interesting to see a movie play out um with title cards for chapters and yes. and have it be all, kind of all over the place and, and more than one movie, you know, but but all in the same world and all intertwined and stuff. So really good. I think not as good as, uh, um, uh, whatever what was the one before, uh, the gentleman. Oh God. Thank you. The gentleman. Gentleman's uh, a classic. Um, which is that movie is just free and fantastically written. Great movie. Like that's a, that's the a plus movie. Um, this I think would be more of like an a minus, um, type movie, but still just, uh, if you're wondering about going back to the theaters and this is playing in your area, go see it because the sound is great. The action's great. Um, emotionally, I thought it was good. And, uh, I mean, Jason Statham is a fucking badass, man. Is he not? I mean, that dude, I, I, yeah, you know, I, we talk about the end of the action hero all the time, but here's Jason Statham. I'm watching this movie and like, this, this is, this dude's an action star. What's funny is he can give a look in it's something like oh. the Fast and Furious, and it's it's almost comical or it's campy. He does the same look given the right like direction this? in the right scenario, yeah. and it's it's like oh, it's chilling. It's, you're like no, you know what's like, oh coming. Next. <laughs> it says a lot, you know, just a cock of the head. And people used to compare him to the poor man's Bruce Willis. He's doing he's doing things now that are going to put his career in a much better position later on than Willis is in. Um, I mean, he's he's really he's come into his own in a lot of ways. And I thought this was some real leading man shit here you see this you're like that's the guy yeah. that's the motherfucker right there and i thought that's like a rebirth a lot. in a way 
I thought it had a lot to do, or a very a lot of similarities with the limey. Do you remember the limey mm-hmm. years ago with Steven Soderbergh? Love because the limey. it it is artsy. There are moments in here where um, it goes for the artistic yeah. touch and the more mod, but it's thematically dark. There are some real dark deviations here, particularly when they go um, after somebody who's doing some child pornography stuff, and like oh, yeah. there's and a, that's not even part you can't of even really say, any. Though you can't even set that stuff up. You gotta you gotta let people experience this movie because it's, it's unbelievable. Because the setup of what you think this movie is is not what this movie not is. Not what it's, it is. Man. Yeah. It, There's it, I'll so say much this, to this. It's unbelievable. It, it, you say it reminds me of the Limey. Um, do you remember the one with uh, with James Bond? What was the, the UK one with James Bond? Um, where oh, was, where you're talking was to... Making drugs and stuff. God, I can't remember anything today. Oh, you're talking about uh, um, with, with, with Pierce Brosnan? No, uh, no, 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 no. With uh, current James Bond. Oh, Daniel Craig. You're talking about Layer Cake. Thank you. Layer Cake. It reminds me a lot of Layer Cake as far as... um. Yeah, all the random yeah. type shit that's in it, you know. Uh, yeah, because there are. I mean, everybody's a character, in it, and it's not Guy Ritchie like you think. There is. It's the, not a lot of joking. There are some moments of humor in here, but that's just to kind of give some. Dude, some, the new Guy Ritchie is, uh, is awesome. I don't know yeah, where this Guy Ritchie has been at. I've You've never Guy been Ritchie a fan. movies forever. Um, just everything's rubbed me the wrong way, and here's two movies. Nothing's rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, he's rubbing me the right way. And not only that, the two films that couldn't be further apart tonally. These are absolute different films. To some in degree, I mean, they're both pretty dark. Uh, they are, but I mean, there's a lot more joking. I mean, the right. costumes, the gentleman is more of a. It's got a lighter comedic, touch in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was really, really impressed by this film. I, I can't uh, recommend it enough, and I, I just think that uh, when you get out there and see something like this, and you just remember, go, "This is mm-hmm. why I go to the movies. This is the kind of experience I wanted. I came I out agree. of it. I was invigorated." But I will say this: the negative comments that I have heard from people, it's that they're expecting a more traditional action film, and I say that if right. you want that film, go see Den of Thieves. That's the movie you're looking for in that case. This is the artistic version of Den of Thieves. Maybe. I thought I think it, Den of Thieves is piece. a lesser movie than this. I do too, but so, I think that that's where people are a more visceral kind of It's not of, a thinker uh, at all. Up. This would be this no. movie's more of a throws you around. You got to kind of keep track of things. Keep track of even who well, what he is and who he is at the time cuz cuz that changes throughout the movie. Yeah, and I love when the wife, you know, comes in and tells him off and I just I love that scene you just yeah. get you know the whole thing I just like seeing um, there are certain times when you see directors and you think um, and this is I don't know for me this is a weird thing but I guess ever since Nolan really I like to think of like what would be the, the a good director for the next Batman movie and uh, uh, Guy Ritchie yeah I think so yeah at this point you're absolutely right yeah he the mastery of, of tone production design all that kind of stuff and uh, I, I'd say go back and rewatch King Arthur I still think that's underrated I, I really do. I didn't like okay. it. I know you didn't. I know, but I, I'm trying I, I to get do, you to I don't like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we got a positive review on here so far. Let's move on and talk about the number one film in the world. No, not Fast 9. We're talking about Army of the Dead, which apparently has reaching upwards of 80 million homes. So you most likely have seen this film or have seen a portion of this film on yeah. Netflix. This is starring Dave Bautista, Zack Snyder's film, a lot of... A lot of uh, publicity surrounding the release of this movie, and um, it's it's long at two and a half hours. But you know, I'm not the biggest v- vampire person or zombie person or any of that kind of shit. Well, actually, but yeah. I loved Dawn of the Dead. I saw Dawn of the Dead with you years ago in a theater. Oh, the and I Snyder expected, Dawn of the Dead's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. And this isn't on that level, but I do confess to having. A, having had a good time when I watched this Some movie. Some fun? I, yeah, there's lots of fun in this movie. 
the influences are all over, but from Ocean's Eleven to the Fast and Furious franchise, nods to mm-hmm. Aliens, Independence Day. I mean, the music is is. He started to annoy me with those uh, contemporary cuts of old classics, you know, the wartime classes that you would normally hear in the Vietnam era films. They've been doing that a lot, though. They have, they have. But I thought that overall the story was fairly simplistic and not really necessary for that kind of running time. Um, Yeah, it's true. I agree with you, but that's the they're trying to play this up as a big Hollywood movie, and how you do that now is that you make them two and a half hours long, and. You're right. You know, yeah. If they're less than that, then I don't know. I guess you, the studio didn't have faith in it. I don't know what you'd say to that. But yeah, I agree with you. But it's a zombie movie, so it's super simple, right? They're zombies. That's the movie, and that's and they do a lot of neat things in this. That's been done before, and I've I've seen a lot of reviews on this. People are like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool!" And how they do this is so cool, and everything. It's like, oh my, my God, have you not seen a zombie movie in the past twenty years? Right. Um, the, all this has been done before. This is not new. In fact, um, I, I believe I ruined this movie a little bit for myself by watching Peninsula uh, not too long ago, uh, which is literally. A South Korean zombie movie that's the same thing it's literally the same movie and and better actually a better movie that's uh, a zombie uh, heist movie just exactly like this um, it's the sequel to Train to Busan for anyone who hasn't seen that which Train to Busan might be one of the, both those watch those uh, before you watch this and heap a bunch of praise on this this is uh, you know, this is the light show this is the the, the the big fireworks i guess but but those movies are really good like you you'll i'll be revisiting those movies at some point in the future this um i will probably never watch this again which speaks something to it because like you say i own the snyder dawn of the dead i really love it and i've watched it several times and i think snyder is not the problem with this movie i just think it's a little bit bloated for it's what just the story a contains movie. it's a hollywood yeah. picture at this point and i'm I have to admit, I'm fairly bored with this. Um, even though I, this was fun, it was a fun watch. Watch this movie, you know, by all means. Um, but so you're recommending it then? I do recommend it, but it's it's yeah. also it's a streaming movie on Netflix. Why? What's the risk? <laughs> I know, but would you have Seriously. seen this in the theater? And would you have thought that this was worth your, your I would money not and time? have watched this in the theater because I I saw the trailers. And I thought, eh, I'll wait, you know, and especially because of the zombie stuff. And it didn't look that good. I mean, really, um, the, I, I liked Suicide Squad, the the Ayer Suicide Squad. I liked a lot. But seeing this and it looking a lot like that, I just thought, eh, there's no way this is going to be all that great, right? And it's not. I just uh, I thought, you know, I, I didn't expect much going into it. And sure. it takes a while to get going. I do like Dave Bautista, but I think he's kind of limited as a leading action man, uh, much like John Cena. They don't have the charisma yeah. of Dwayne Johnson. They just they just don't. I mean, I like them both good enough, but they just, they're not magnetic enough to hold your attention for this long on screen. But the movie did entertain me to a level that I do recommend it. I won't be revisiting it anytime soon, but for what it is, I, I especially like the little quirks in it. There was a scene where they all assembled very fast and furious style where they told everybody the plan and the one guy's uh-huh. buddy just said, I'm fucking out of here. Got in his car and took <laughs> off. And I laughed. I liked that. That yeah. was somebody having a, having a go, having a joke with the whole situation and knowing how ridiculous it was. So the nods to knowing how stupid it was. I didn't mind Tig Nagaro who replaced Chris D'Elia as the helicopter pilot. There, you know, there are some odd shots where she seems to be shoehorned in and not particularly talking in the same eye line as somebody else or they just some seems some oddities in there but i think overall it wasn't a distraction i, I it was good enough to watch it reminded me I of know. i didn't a think summer she was, blockbuster i didn't think she was funny 
No, I thought um, a couple of her lines were okay. Eh, I mean, I'm really just, I don't know. She, she has a very weak presence in, in my opinion, although she's fine in discovery, but I don't know. She's, uh, mousy and meek, I guess would be a way to describe her. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I, mean, I didn't buy something where Chris Dahlia would have been, um, more uppity, more uh, up in the face. He would have been, do, I, I don't know. I, I feel like those lines delivered by him would have been better. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, you could have put, you could have put Jennifer Lawrence or Brie Larson in there and it would have been a powerhouse that you know what I mean? They'd have been fucking cutting in that situation. So, um, they could have really done some stunt casting if they wanted to. I'm not sure why they opted for her, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, so I guess we both recommend it, but with, uh, I, I guess I'm a little bit more high on it than you would be at that point. Let's move on and talk about Mortal Kombat. This was one of the big releases by HBO Max that was released directly to the streaming service and to the theater simultaneously. It had a big opening weekend and then fell off quickly, overcome by Demon Slayer at the box office, which was, uh, the anime film that became, what, the second highest grossing anime film of all time at the current domestic box office? Uh, was playing Mortal everywhere. Com- Mortal Kombat was, I felt, overshadowed by that, and I was really excited to watch this movie, and, you know, much like you just Uh said about Army of the Dead, Mm -hmm. this, I've seen a lot of these kind of films, and everybody Mm -hmm. was telling me how this is groundbreaking, and this, they, have you not seen a Hong Kong action film? Have you not seen any B-movies that have been made or Um, anything? This is so standard, run-of-the-mill, I I fell asleep and had to rewatch this Did the writers and directors and producers of this movie not watch one of those? Because this is a joke, right? I, I, I was reminded me by this movie. <laughs> it reminded me of 47 Ronin. Do you remember that really that, misguided um, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves movie mm-hmm. where they spent a lot of money? This is so odd to me that they couldn't get this right. They had this property. They've done low budget YouTube uh, there's knockoffs no that Kombat it got it right. There's no Kumite. Like, where's where's the fucking fight? And they're like, oh, it's coming. Just wait for the next one. Like, well, how many do I got to watch before I get the, before I get the showdown here? Uh, like they this miscalculated this from the jump. Why do we have a lead character? I like Louis Tan, the actor who plays the lead character of Cole Young, but why is he our lead character? Why? And then it's about Sub Zero's, you know, father and and all this well, long time rivalry. Yeah, and it's, it's done, dad. and it's done so badly and, 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 and so this, dully. Yeah, I, I, I just, oh, I was God. like. I was really surprised at how bad this movie was. And then I thought, well, maybe I, I started it too late at night and I was a little bit tired. Maybe I just kind of was being grumpy. I started it up again. 15 minutes into it, I'm bored again. And I'm like, no, I, I, I had a good assessment of this the first time. And things were, I didn't think it was particularly well shot for an action film. I thought that the fight between Goro and, and, uh, and Cole Young was laughably bad. Um, with the special effects, I just I just thought that the first movie, the first Mortal Kombat had a charm to it. It's not great entertainment, but it has a certain charm and an excitement and a level of um, just coolness that this movie thought it had just by having the name Mortal Kombat and did nothing after that. Like how lazy oh yeah, is this movie? There's a little there's fan service in this movie, but uh, to me it's a joke. It's like oh this person is like this and then that and like. Uh, well, like, like, uh, you know, this character is this character. You're like, okay, that's not really fan service. Like, I, I'm not even like a huge Mortal Kombat fan, and I'm following all this. Like, I know exactly who's like, okay. That guy is going to be this. this you know, he's mm-hmm. going to get his arms ripped off. Okay, and they're going to put metal ones on. Like, I, I get it. I see all that. But 
Is that is that the best we can do? You're ahead of the film. You're the number one sin of filmmaking. Don't let the audience get ahead of the, the writing. You're, at that point, you're knowing this is going to happen, and you're waiting for it to happen. I was watching for this preordained shit to keep happening, and I just kept thinking, oh. what am I waiting for here? Like The only person that seemed to be alive in the film was the guy playing Kano. I mean, that's the only in yeah. the, when when he gets finally off. You're like, well, shit. There goes the whole the only entertaining thing. In the yeah, whole when fucking they took him and gone. made him um, go bad, a total bad guy, and everything. I was like, well, this isn't interesting anymore. I don't want to hang out with these other guys. Right. No, I, I, the same same I thing. I want to hang out with him. You know, I mean, really, the movie the movie was fine to some degree until they got to the the palace thing about halfway through. Once they got there, I was like, oh, this is it got they're stuck. never leaving here. I was like, this is terrible. Stuck. This is not going to work. And it's bad sure writing. as shit, it didn't. I just, at this point, I just want you to admit that Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li is better than Mortal Kombat 2021. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't, you know what the thing is? I, I can't really say you're wrong, but to say that you're right is so painful <laughs> because I, I've, I've sat through the Chun-Li movie a couple times. I don't think I'd ever watch Mortal Kombat again. This is another situation, though, once again, where I'm sitting there going, would I I would have paid to see this in the theater. Would I be happy that I'm sitting here? I'd have slept through this fucking movie. Well, I would have hated theater. it. Yeah, I would. And I love Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal Kombat. I love martial arts films. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like this with every fiber in myself. This came out my birthday weekend. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was a present to myself. This was terrible. I was terrible. excited. Fucking terrible. And this is the reason, you know, they can't say with HBO Max and that people are, well, the, the theater capacities and people aren't going back because they can watch it at home. They shouldn't have to pay top dollar for this. This should be released on HBO, this kind of product. Without Remorse, Army of the Dead, uh, Cosmic Sin, Mortal Kombat. They, these are meant for the home viewing experience. This, these aren't meant for the big screen because they're not thought out well enough. They're not executed well enough. It feels like, well yeah, except they, they, except they are meant for the big screen. Is I mean, isn't that the fucked up thing? That's how vacant <laughs> the whole thing is. And really, when you watch something like Mortal Kombat, it's all I saw on that was producer no. notes. This, producer is how, notes. this is how producer bad. Notes. And we're going to talk about this as well in the trailers here, because I think that we're, someone else is going to fall oh, from their high throne here. But yeah. I'm telling you, this is this is the what happens when you allow business to overtake art. And it's this this is the current situation we have with the... With the it, film industry right now where the people making the decisions are not artistic people and it's not this shit's not good well that's really not changed since the 1980s and we're big fans that's not of the true 90s that's when, not true um, i can well, go back have, to those decades and i can name directors i can name uh, actors uh, right now it just doesn't matter you know even even go you know, chris evans is no one without marvel put him in another movie nah, no one's gonna give a shit honestly that's yeah, true even Chris Hemsworth, I mean, he's proven that he can't really carry All a movie them, outside. Yeah, of I mean, uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what to say about any of this other than um, Hollywood needs to start overpaying writers again. Maybe, maybe we need the '90s back, where writers made four million dollars for a movie. Yeah, really. Yeah, your Joel Estrahases and uh, and you know what's his, what's your his Shane name? Black, uh, Shane Black. Yeah. yeah. Um, however. They are brazen enough to think, Warner Brothers that is, that this is going to be a sequel, a trilogy situation. I mean, they're teasing Johnny Cage, online chatter, this person wants that person, that person wants this person. I don't give a shit who they get. Johnny Cage is my favorite character in the game. I don't give a shit who they get because I'm not interested in visiting this world again. There's nothing that they set up that... I I revert back to the story... Will you watch the other ones when they are released on streaming? For sure, yeah, and so I'll be upset and just and like I is, am. And herein lies the problem with streaming, right? right. Is yeah. that you paid for it by the month, they're going to deliver it to you, and you're going to watch it, no matter how bad it is. So, 
I don't know. How bad does it have to get before we actually turn it off? Uh, pretty, bad, pretty bad, especially if it's free. So, in, right? so just, you know, that's that's your yeah, future. That's what's in our future. <laughs> I, I remember watching years ago uh, a Ebert and Roper episode where Roper hated those Scooby-Doo movies, and he's like, you guys, like stop the going and seeing movies. these because I don't want to keep seeing, I keep reviewing these because they keep <laughs> fucking making them because you guys keep seeing them. But, you know, the, the idea that they're going to make uh, three movies with this, I always right. revert back to that conversation we heard when we were in film school where somebody pitched an idea and it was a half-baked mm-hmm. idea and the instructor said, well, you know, that you don't really have a story here. And he said, no, 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 it's a trilogy. And the instructor said, you don't have enough for one story, let alone three movies. You know, it's <laughs> like you need, you don't have even fucking plot points for this one one story you have can, here. And we can all blame Peter like Jackson Kombat. for that. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah, that, that's, well, you can't just say Peter Jackson because that era we also had, the Matrix was doing that. Of course, that, I mean, uh, Spider-Man Pirates movies and everything, but there would have been more yeah. of, of all that, but I agree with you, but that was all, that, that in particular case, and in many that. cases, there was, was directly from Peter Jackson. Yeah, I will, I'll give you that, yes. Um, all right, let's move on and talk about the trailers on today's shows. We'll start off with The Tomorrow War. This is coming out July 2nd on Prime. This is Chris Pratt's. Uh, next kind of action film here and I like this trailer I'm curious to see what this is I think that this is kind of up my alley if best case scenario this could be a throwback to some fun cheesy 90s uh, summer blockbuster entertainment I'm a little concerned that it's two hours and 25 minutes on the running time but that just seems to be the case now it'd be nice if you know we're talking about Hollywood and the way they do structures and everybody knows the structure of a screenplay wouldn't it be nice if they just cut out 40 minutes of the the writing because we know that this this <laughs> turn is going to lead nowhere because it's you know the it just we know how the structure works so well you could walk into these movies you could just turn it on and go oh we're at this part of the movie because this is what's going on and having never seen it but Regardless, this trailer looks clever enough that I am intrigued. It looked like a little World War Z action uh, mixed with some Edge of Tomorrow, mixed with um, with Tomorrow When the War Began. Remember that movie? Yeah. Tomorrow When the War Begins, kind of like that Mm -hmm. as well. I was going to say, which is interesting because the title for all that shit rolls into this. So this is is another cookie cutter movie. And I would normally complain about this, but this actually looks watchable. And I I think Chris Pratt um, brings a lot to that. And I also think Chris McKay might, might bring a little bit to that as well. Um. Uh, you know, I, I'm in love with Yvonne Strahovski, um, uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, you know, and Chris Pratt. Yeah, you know, so this is a solid cast. It looks like it's shot really well. Like you say, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, when you say that, I mean, literally, there appears to be some sort of a time thing in this um, at some mm-hmm. point. But it literally has that feeling of fun and seriousness uh, that Edge of Tomorrow had that makes you, I, I don't know, like elated, you know, to watch it in some degree. I don't know. Um, like a fun sci-fi movie, but it's serious. Um, Independence Day type stuff, you know. Um, totally, totally. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm good to watch this. I, I'm, I'm afraid that it's not going to be any good. Oh yeah, I am. It's going to be a streaming situation. We're all going to see it anyways. It's coming out on the yeah, like, fourth weekend. I mean, it's very slick. Everything's so cool nowadays, and so slick, and this just the same thing. The music and all these trailers, all these movies look the same. Uh, I don't. It doesn't even matter what genre it is. They all look the same. Everyone wants to be the slickest movie. No, uh, uh, you know, don't don't worry about the thinking. There won't be any involved in this movie. Yeah, we'll do all the heavy it's lifting like, for okay. you. Um, it does look fun, though. And this is the kind of thing that I associate with the summertime blockbuster, kind of like Army of the Dead earlier. This is more so with that uh, big July 4th yeah, exactly. weekend release. It looks a lot like, um, like Army of the Dead. So, so yeah. I mean, you're guaranteed to at least have some fun. 
and uh, so over this running time, this they're clearly spending a lot of money and throwing a lot of on the screen. So, right. Um, well, it's not a movie. It's not a some, movie unless it's two and a half hours long. God, I just can I get my clean ninety nine minutes? Remember that ninety nine. <laughs> we don't minutes? do ninety minute movies anymore. Those are I the mean, ones that nobody likes. I like the movie Venom because it's ninety something minutes long. They, that movie gets <laughs> it doesn't in and need gets to be done. any longer. No, thank you. Did you I don't imagine that movie's two and a half hours long. Oh, I'm sure Ruben Flesher somewhere is like, I have a three and a half hour cut. Like, save the shit. Ninety minutes is perfect for this movie. In fact, I prefer the ninety minutes cuts perfect to be for ninety nine percent of movies. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, okay, let's talk about Jungle Cruise, Dwayne Johnson's long delayed film that is uh, Disney's. I don't know. Was there a tentpole release going to be this summer? That was kind of the idea. Yeah. That this would be the live Pirates action of the Caribbean movie. That's what they're going for from the the feel yeah, of this. Like and fun. you know, the some Mummy, of this? Pirates of the Caribbean. It kind of it's like all right, I could watch this. It looks like a lot of fun, and I you know I like the the actors and everything, but um, it does just feel like another Hollywood movie. It, it this could <laughs> land somewhere between the Lone Ranger and um, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I like both those movies. But mm-hmm. one was a big hit, and one was a misfire. I don't know how big of a hit this is going to be. I don't know. It's straddling the line of entertaining an adult audience and not making Jumanji it too dark. Stuff, I, I mean, I don't undercount uh, uh, The Rock here and what he's built up for himself. Yeah, I think this will be a, a great I, reference I, point. I don't think this will be a failure. I, I don't think it even has a chance of being a failure. I'd be surprised if it was a failure. Um, but how, how high can it go? I don't know. You think it's going to be a franchise starter? Because that was the intention. It could there, easily be. Yeah. I mean, it looks like yeah. fun. It looks like I think families would go watch this. I think parents would have a lot of fun. I think the kids would have a lot of fun. Like I say, you look at Juma- look at the Jumanji movies. Look at um, uh, well, look at the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Look at the Mummy movies. That's exactly what this looks like. So, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah I expect to see Jungle Cruise two in three to four years. And I'm a big fan of these action adventure type uh, films. These these all ultimately yeah, go back like to the Indiana Jones yes. uh, recipe from yeah. the last forty years or so. Uh, and this looks like it could be a, a fun entry in that. And I like Emily Blunt as as well. So uh, the two of them seem like they got some good chemistry. Just, by the at and, the end uh, of this trailer, tell me you didn't expect The Rock to fight the Scorpion King, right? <laughs> like I expected him to come out uh, as a scorpion, like the full on thing, like ready to fight himself. I was like, I can't believe they didn't throw in the obligatory uh, shot of him with his shirt off, like in a lake somewhere, right? right? Where she yeah. sees him like bathing. I'm like, oh, where was that's that shot? I'm sure that's movie. in there for sure. That is where she's like, oh my, oh me, I stumbled upon you bathing. You know, it's one of these scenes. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is, and uh, it looks serviceable enough, and uh, I definitely intend to watch it. Okay, let's let's talk about ex- Eternals. I almost called it Externals again, but the Eternals, Eternals. Marvel's uh, movie with uh, Angelina Jolie, Camille Namajan, and, and all these other um, eclectic cast of actors, directed by Chloe, Chloe Zhou. How do you say her name? Zhou? The, 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 the lady who just... Zhou? who uh, just won for Best Director for Nomadland. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she's already in the blockbuster machine. Just goes to show you that you don't really need any experience to make one of these fucking oh, movies. No, all you have to do is you block even the tell scene. Anyone. I mean, I've seen Nomadland. Do you think there's an art tour touch in this? this? is It's, it's, it's kind of sad when we go back to you look at like, all these director. award-winning directors immediately went into the Marvel honestly, I think these Marvel movies could go directly. Can you imagine if this has happened in the 70s and 80s? I mean, imagine if Robert Altman was making one of these fucking movies. I guess he made Popeye, so I guess that's kind of a... But regardless, they don't need a director. 
I hated this trailer. I, I, I got to be honest. I don't give a shit about anything going on in this trailer. Do you? Yeah, this is probably this looks like one of the first Marvel missteps to me. Um, and maybe it'll be a one off. But by God, we just it's just it's proof that we not every Marvel comic needs to be a movie. This looks so boring. And just at the same time, it's like, but it's Marvel. Look at us. It's Marvel. We're Marvel. There's superheroes and Angelina Jolie and there's doing superhero things. And you're just like, I don't even give a shit. I don't even know what this movie's about. I don't understand it. It's just posturing. That's all that trailer is. It. It's a bunch They're of like, posturing in different locations. It's just like, locations. we're gods and we help people. And then, oh, let's uh, talk about the Avengers. It's like a joke at the end. <laughs> like, okay, what what's the movie about? It's too flippant. This trailer is a little bit too flippant for me. It's it's cooler than than you know too cool for school, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just there's nothing that draws me in other than the fact that okay you got these really remote locations in these uh, four reaches of the car, the the earth and I just I, the whole thing was just like you said maybe it's the first misstep they make because there's nothing to grab onto in this trailer. Normally there's a, there's a, a system to these or a formula of these trailers where they do the the joke at the beginning and then the action sequence and then the the, the whole system, there's nothing of this this is some uh, it's the most cerebral or the dumbest i can't tell but uh it's definitely different well, than what marvel's they'll have been to show out. me more of what the actual movie's about <laughs> yeah, i mean this but, is not this is just not a great look for for anything i don't even know what this i, I don't get it i guess i just don't understand and um I don't know. At least with a movie like like Dune, you know it's going to be weird, and the trailer's weird. But you kind of sure it's going to be a boring story about spice and shit, right? But, but at least you know long. what it's going to be, right? This I right. still I'm not even sure. Nor why I should care. Nor why I should care. Because as far as I'm concerned, this next phase of Marvel is real uninteresting. <sighs> Yeah, I have to agree. I think it's uh, going to be really weird, and it doesn't look all that. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is is a solid lock. The high um, point. I'm ready for yeah. that. But for a lot the of this other Thor. stuff, and they announce these 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 new characters, these new movies, and things. And I just think, meh. You know, and then I see trailers or I see casting, and I think, meh. So I don't know. Yeah, could be overreaching. It really could. Uh, they're going to have to have an Oscar category for best performance in a Marvel movie because yeah. everyone will just have done a fucking Marvel movie every year. All right, let's move on and talk about Snake Eyes, the spinoff, the long gestating spinoff of the G.I. Joe franchise. This is with Henry uh, Henry Chow, Henry Chow. Golding. Is it, is it? Golding. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the other the cat fella. Uh, Henry Golding of Crazy Rich Asians fame and um, Last Christmas. Man, that was an awful movie he was in. I like this cat. Christmas, I think he's a, yeah. a good actor. I actually really liked yeah, him he's in solid. A Simple Favor. I mean, I love the idea of a Snake Eyes movie. Um, this isn't it, though. This looks awful. Yeah, it's unfor. I mean, Samara Weaving um, looks freaking awesome uh, in this, and uh, you know, and as far as the Scarlet stuff goes, as far as like character, like Storm Shadow, you know, Scarlet. We're talking about Snake Eyes. As far as GI Joe like movies go, this sounds like a dream. It's um, not going to be. This is going to no be more. No shit! I've seen the trailer. We're talking about it right now, man. The trailer's terrible. It, it is. Ugh. It's oh, it's too busy. It's overstuffed, and it has nothing. The There's, music again, is nothing not, to grab the music onto. Is, is 
it's generic. This whole it's thing old. Looks, it just, it, this trailer plays like a, like a, a slick trailer from like, I don't know, 2015, 2016, 2017. I was going to say 2014. That's funny Maybe you said 2014, that, but yeah. sure. But that's what I mean. Like it yeah. just plays like an older trailer when they knew they wanted things to be slick and everything, but it was still shitty. <laughs> they couldn't hide it. Yeah. You know? You, this is... The screams of uh, shittiness. In fact, I'm surprised this isn't being dropped right on Paramount Plus or or one of those. Whoever has the rights to this right now, um, it's be Hasbro. Service. So who's that Paramount, right? Well, yeah, I think that they have a licensing or distribution agreement with Paramount. Um, they they did in the past at least with the Battleship and uh, Transformers. But this is not anything that's going to reinvigorate the franchise, judging by the looks of this. Although. You know, I, I did see this trailer on Wrath of Man, and I was with uh, a younger person, and they were pretty excited about it. Mm. So maybe it is scoring with that generation. But then again, I was fairly surprised that they even knew who these characters were, because I didn't think this property had really been kept these are alive definitely all that the well. cooler, um, the best. Characters I think these in are the, the cooler characters of of the whole thing. So I'm not surprised that people would know who they are. <clears throat> what are they going to do but, better than Steven Summers did with these characters in the first G.I. Joe? You know, I like the first uh, the first one a lot. The second one was it was okay. It was fine. It's okay. Um, but this, yeah, this just looks too, this looks, I guess, cookie cutter. I don't know. It just looks too, like, we're Hollywood. We know how to make a movie. Just give us your characters. Give us whatever you want. We'll put some, like, some, uh, I don't know. What, what music is this? Like Kanye or something? What are they playing this? Uh, is it Kanye? I hadn't seen this at the theater. It, it's something remember. overbearing. It's something, it's something that's older, but it's like kind of a, a, a hip hop rap type song. But it's um, it, it, it's just it's too much. Overdone. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. It's too slick, right? It's like they're trying to be like, we're so cool. Wait till you see Snake Eyes. It's so fucking cool. It's like, I, yeah, I don't need exactly. to be told. Like, you don't have to sell me on shit. Like, just show it to me. Uh, this trailer like should have been playing done. on Spike TV. Just show I mean, me what you yes, on Spike TV, right? This is right <laughs> playing after Blade Snake Eyes. It's like, yeah, this could fucking, you know, sticky oh. fingers and Snake Eyes. Um, I don't know. Advertising I'm, it during the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's too much. It's like we, we're relying too much, and again with the bass drops and shit. Oh my god. You stopped with that. That um, that ugh. motif needs to go away in trailers. That's been played out since two thousand eight. That's why it feels like this. That feels like this is just an old trailer, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Whoever cut uh, yeah. this did not do a good job. There's no heat built up on this. And um, as much as I like the lead actor there, I don't think that he might. Uh, he looks like he might not be right for this material. I like a lot of. The, I um, like the. I mean, Samara Weaving in this looks awesome as Scarlet. Um. So yeah, I mean, I would watch this movie for that alone, but I don't think it would be, it's going to be anywhere near enough to save this I, it, it just doesn't look very good like you say it actually looks a lot like the Mortal Kombat movie that's I was just going to get to that which point which is unfortunate yeah. yeah yeah and it, it looks like once again the producer's notes it looks like a, this is the uh, movie making by committee that everybody had to get their notes in and that you're just appeasing as opposed to mm-hmm. uh, making something that's going to stand on its own. And Louis Tan, who played Cole Young, who I like a lot in Mortal Kombat, I think would have been a better choice as Snake Eyes. Um, a little bit younger, a little bit more agile, can do the stunts, can do the martial arts bit, um, but doesn't have the name that Henry does. And so doesn't, you know, apparently, but I don't think necessarily his audience is going to translate into this genre you know what i mean he's he's more yeah. known for romantic comedies and, and that kind of stuff and dramas i don't think that they're going to follow him blindly into a comic book film or a cartoon film as it were um so really let down yeah. by by that trailer but i mean the overall it was i guess how many let's see what our review is here so we're both 
negative on without remorse <laughs> we both give a positive review to army of the dead we both are very enthusiastic of wrath of man um i'm inclined to recommend cosmic sin but i can't do so so i have to give it a, a moderate <laughs> disapproval and I, think I think you're right know what there they're with getting me. into with cosmic sin if, they, if you want to watch it or not i think you know it's not going to be the worst Bruce Willis uh, shitty B movie you see this year. That's for sure. Um, we're both very negative on Mortal Kombat. And for our, in fact, the trailers, we think the Jungle Cruise and Tomorrow War look good, and Ex- Eternals and Snake Eyes um, both look like dog shit. And I'd like to see both those flop and just kind of change the whole way that those 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 films are handled. I think Marvel needs yeah. um, some some humbling well, too. I-, I watch them when they come on streaming. <laughs> Uh, are you watching the Loki show? Let me ask you. Have you started watching Loki? You know what? I oh yeah. You let's do, have you? Did you watch the Captain America one? I have not. I've not watched any of these, including it. the Mandalorian. Um, uh, the Mandalorian's pretty good. You, you would actually really like the Mandalorian because it's it's a western. All right, I, I, I'm already sold on. So it. you, I think you would really like the Mandalorian. But well, everyone says I got to watch Wandavision. I got to watch Falcon. Watch I got to watch Loki. Don't watch Wandavision. Um, WandaVision is should be an, an hour and a half long movie. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, making it a damn thing, but it's pointless. Don't watch that. The, uh, the Falcon and the, whatever is the Falcon, and the snowman. No. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, different. that's a good movie with Sean Penn. Uh, uh, the Falcon and the winter soldier. Um, Falcon, yeah. Falcon winter soldier is again, pointless. It's like masturbation for them. Uh, it's just, it's just, eh, you know, it's, it, it gets boring. I have, I have two episodes left. I don't think I'm going to finish it. I'm is good. it any better than Peggy Carter show or, or um, you know what? The there's Agent more Carter action. In it. The... I mean, there's more money in it. It's it's shot like a movie, so there's action in it that's really really good and, and all that. But the story is like, by the time you get a couple episodes in, you're like, fuck, this should be like an hour and a half long movie, two hours tops. You've turned mm-hmm. it into like a six hour epic. Like it's too much. It's it's super boring. Then we get to the Loki stuff, and it's fucking good. I keep hearing that. I'm not joking. It's really fucking good. Like watch Loki. It's it's fun. It's interesting. It's everything that Marvel was, you know, post the uh, second phase. I want to no more third phase actually. It's more th- it's more Ragnarok type stuff ish. Yeah, you oh, know, good. but a little but backed off right. But but crazy like Guardians of the Galaxy type stuff. So a little more end of end of second phase third beginning of third phase type stuff. And it's good. The acting's great. Um. Yeah, I, I, that's the one I would recommend. If you're going to watch any of them, that and um, and The Mandalorian. All right, I'm going to have to take you up and, and watch those on that. And uh, I've, I've started watching a couple Netflix shows, and I uh, started watching Woo Assassins. Did you ever watch that? I, w, WU Assassins. Right. I, no, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't watch it. It's got, I mean, it's got Mark Dacascus, and it's got so many martial arts legends in it, and uh, supposedly it takes place in San Francisco, even though you can see it's clearly shot in Vancouver. <laughs> and not in the Bay Area, you know, it's one of those. But Shh, don't regardless, tell anyone, yeah. I, I don't hate it. And also, Into the Badlands. Did you ever watch that? It originated no. on AMC. It's now mm-hmm. on Netflix. I, I know what you're talking about on that one too. No, I never saw that one either. Very. I mean, it, it sounds like it's Mandalorian in that it's a futuristic deal, uh, post-apocalyptic. Uh, Asian guy rides around with a samurai sword on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. encountering all sorts of people. However, it's basically a western in a lot of ways, you know. So I, but it, with the western eastern flair in the fighting style. Um, so I'm kind of getting mm-hmm. into that as well. So I, I do need some new shows to watch, and um, I'll put Loki on the top of my list because all these Marvel shows, you just don't know where to jump in. You don't know if they're interconnected. It almost becomes like a club, and you don't know, do I got to well, watch this from the first? They all interconnected, or? but they just, just doesn't matter. You know, it's like hearing about, like someone's has someone lose a life, 
And all the days, of course, are interconnected and they're a person. But do you really need to see them like the one day when they just sit around at home and do nothing? Probably not. No. Right? No. So it kind of makes. I can skip that. It's day. like, why? You, there's a point at which we're just, you're just turning out content just for the sake of doing it. And it's kind of like it's overwhelming to some degree. Like, pick pick the good stuff, put that out, you know, and, and forget the rest of the filler stuff. What is your thoughts on the crowded theater? experience in october and november of this year because we're gonna have on my calendar we got james bond we need need a lot more um yeah have you seen the rocky four director's cut news i mean that's hitting theaters november 11th a week before top gun hits theaters i mean i mean those won't play play on many screens so i will fucking find that rocky four screening i don't care where i gotta go to find that thing in 4k on a a big screen to go see that thing that'd be a good one i'll say this i have not been a fan of the stallone director's cuts i think he actually does not help his own i agree with that Uh, i haven't liked his and i own several i own both the expendables and rambo and then the director's cuts of both and to be honest with you i'm like hey you know if i accidentally lost these director cuts blu-rays i would not be too upset (laughs) well he is the director of both those films so the theater the version we saw in the theater is a director's cut still fair enough but it did not really like he's forced to make some concessions and and go through different hands and things versus the director's cut in which you know yeah it's i just thought that uh I heard that news and I just can't wait to see that on the screen and to think that I'm going to see Rocky four and top gun. I think the Rocky four thing sounds so interesting because it's going to be such, it apparently is going to be a, a different movie. That's what he says, but we'll that's see if that's the news, man. Promotion, that's the promise. You know? So come on, tell me, tell me that doesn't make you want to see it even more. I'm dying to see this. I can between that and Top Gun two. I can't yeah. fucking tell you how excited I am. Yes, yeah, so I'm see really excited about and it. James Especially Bond after having Bond. gone back to theater. And I saw Rat the Man in the three dollar theater. Man, I saw it second run, which made it even better. <laughs> oh yeah, that puts a little um, tinge on it. That's like seeing like a Canon film oh, yeah. on Forty Second Street in the eighties. So you know what I mean? yes, I'm ready for it. it. I, I think uh, I think we need more movies out there right now. Um, more things that. I would willing to. I I guess one of the bad things about the pandemic has been that a lot of movies went straight to streaming, which kind of showed you that a lot of the shit that they were about to dump in theaters didn't belong in theaters to begin with. Yep. Um. So screw all that noise. Like keep dumping those things to, to streaming. Uh, that keeps me busy. Um. Uh, but release the good ones in the theaters, please. Still. Yeah, something like Chaos Walking didn't need a theatrical experience. No, and I've got that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be watching that here, priest. Yeah, point, and so, I got Vo- yeah. I got Voyagers, and I want to see. You know, be I want that, that one so. too. <laughs> yeah, that one's so next. There you go. So there are things to catch up on, and we will be talking in the next episode about a couple of Liam Neeson films that I got a chance to catch up with that I know you've seen. So we'll be talking about that on the next show. But that's gonna do it for tonight's episode. We want to thank you guys for joining us on episode three hundred and seventy two. We'll be back with you very soon to talk about a couple of Liam Neeson films and a lot more trailers for upcoming hits. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage!